What is going on, everybody? Hey, welcome another bio post on the V Twin Life. We talk motorcycles, power twins. Well, fuels are passion. Tonight, we got the Coford brothers, brand new, uh, make up the Coford Racing Team in the uh, Beggar Racing League doing what light series or V Twin Lights, isn't it? Oh, lightweight. Uh, lightweight Twins, Lightweight Twins. There we go. Yep, they keep changing the name. Yeah, <laughs> on the third change now. No, it's very, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of us do enjoy bikes. We're, you know, traveling, but you guys have, you know, kind of like we've had, had a, oh, Connor FXDB, who kind of has been taking some track day to him once, but I think you guys have even gone a few, few steps in the way he's first to be an awesome, you know, awesome. But talk to somebody has taken, not just, you know, love of V-Twins and riding, but taking to the track and competing and, and taking to a whole new level. Yeah, they're, uh, it's definitely a blast, man. We never rode anything else on the track besides the Harleys, but uh, I don't think I will ever ride anything yeah, yeah. besides the Harley on it. They're too fun and almost hard to ride on the track, which makes it even more fun. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like a track edge. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we brought in, you know, Bry the Biker because he's also got a lot of uh, – a good idea sometimes it's nice to get another person because you can you know bounce other ideas off get more questions and just you know more broad spectrum of stuff that you know one of us might forget something might want to be brought up so why not bring in another person i'm just here in case something breaks just admit it <laughs> i'm Brian from technical support i'm bob from tech support <laughs> that's awesome to meet you guys so what is what is the class that you're in, a, in the light v-twin class so what does that mean um, so we compete with Sportsters, um, XRs, and Buells. Okay. Oh, very cool. Uh, 1250cc and down. Um, and so far, those are the only bikes we've raced against, mm -hmm. um, except for when they combined the FS Cup into the last race. Well, that was a separate race. Separate okay. Race. But they combined because there weren't enough racers in that class. So they put them in with us, but as a separate race. Okay. Um, changes and stuff so yeah oh very cool so what got you into that i'm sorry Denver, I didn't no, go ahead right no that's good no uh, so what what got you into that so <laughs> is that uh, just like one of those friday night ideas like hold my beer let's try this so um king of the baggers came out with that first race on halloween last two years ago uh no like last year or something like yeah that. i can't remember but the first King of the Baggers race came out, and 602 North, hey, guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> so that video came out, and I said, holy shit. If that comes to Utah, we got to do that. So um, that kind of went quiet for a minute, and then the BRL came out and said that their first race would be in Utah. Would be in Utah. And then after that, we just wanted to go watch, like, um, yeah, track day down to Chukwala. It was, it was his birthday, and he wanted to go down and see the first ever V-Twin track day for his birthday. We just wanted to go watch it. So I couldn't make it down to that. And then, uh, you know, with them announcing that they were going to come to Utah, I was like, well, after coming to Utah, like, I'd, I'd feel stupid if I didn't at least try to make it out there. So, uh like two days later, I bought a sportster and I called him and 
told him that he needed to buy a bike and I already picked it up for him. Yeah, he said, I love it. <laughs> We're going in an hour. You just got to pay for this. Yeah, I was like, I know you have the money and you're hiding it from me. So just suck it up and buy the bike. <laughs> no, That's it. awesome. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was definitely just very random. Like, <laughs> we had no plans of ever doing this or anything. And then so we Denver, do you have plans for this summer? We're racing. Yeah, uh, yep. we'll be big dudes on baggers. What could go wrong there? <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, pretty fun. Yeah, it's a blast, man. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, but you're halfway there. But you got legend. You're ready. What's that? Sorry. So at least Brian's got legend suspension. He's halfway there. He's ready to go. Hey, that's better than what we got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't mean to flex, but I've drugged my crash bars a few times. I drove one once, but that's when the bike fell over. But you know, <laughs> the story's better when I, you know, yeah. That's all right. We drag ours when we high side. Yeah, or low side. <laughs> so now I'm. I forgive my ignorance on this because I don't. I've seen some of the King of the Baggers. So I'm assuming you're wearing like full leathers, full race oh, yeah. gear. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, full helmet, back brace, full leather suit, boots, all. The whole nine yards. Very nice. You will go through them. I'm on my fourth set of boots this year. Um, second suit. Second so, helmet. Yeah. Uh, no, third, third helmet. helmet. So they're definitely wearable items. Yeah, they're expensive too. <laughs> yeah. What's we your uh, you're gonna find oil on track and go down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just go down because I'm a shitty rider. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your go-to race helmet? Um, actually. We don't really have anything. I'm just running a Simpson. Uh, okay. Lowest model is. And then I got a Sedici Strata, which is like their base race helmet. Okay. No approved. So it's not bad. It's heavy, but other than that. Yeah, we just get uh, Snell and DOT approved helmets is what we normally try and look for just because there's different standards for different okay. and series. So if you get them both Snell and DOT, then. You can ride almost every series. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Interesting. Yeah. I think mine's a, what is that, a Mod Bandit? Yeah. Yeah, the Mod Bandit. No, just, no. Here's the Speed Bandit. Speed Bandit. Yeah. Speed Bandit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, does the job. <laughs> what, 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 you get into the whole, uh, you know, all the race you guys enjoy riding before that? Oh yeah, we we ride almost every day, even with racing. Um, we try to ride every weekend or every day. Yeah, and I feel like we actually have rode less since we started racing, though, on the streets, just because we pretty much work on the bikes every night yeah. before a race or whatever, trying to do side jobs just to pay for racing fees and stuff like that. So definitely uh, a lot more busy since we started racing, but. Before that, we we rode like every night. Yeah, every night we could. Just got off work and then went and go and rip, rip the canyons. So uh, that's what really got us. Yeah, we have, what got you started with motorcycles? Where did it all begin for you? Um, I would say the dunes. Um, we ride the sand dunes down here in Utah. Um, our dad got us into it when we were young. So we just grew up riding dirt bikes and four-wheelers. And then I got in the road bikes when I was like 15. So just uh, kind of did both of that for, well, I guess I'm still doing it so. <laughs> for a lot of years. And then he convinced me to get my first uh, bike, first road bike. 
And then a couple bikes later, got my Harley, got my Dyna. Yeah, he actually, uh, he got his driver's license and his motorcycle license at uh, the same time, like on the same day when he was 16. Yeah, we got my motorcycle license and my driver's license that day. <laughs> nice. I love it. I mean, then he rolled the surges, got his first tattoo, got into a bar fight uh, at 16. And, <laughs> yeah, it was just a shit show. But it, was <laughs> it was fun. Went downhill from there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So now with racing, you know, the V-Twin Lights or whatnot, do you have plans that you want to, you know, kind of move up through divisions as time goes? Or you guys kind of want to enjoy that division that you're in for a while, build up some experience? I'd love to build my Dyna um, one day. But I think if we were to go up in the class, I think Brandon would agree to just build a bagger, go up to pro stock. Yeah, but I don't want to move up until I win. So I want to try and win, get on the podium a few times. Just so I know that, you know, I did everything that I can and then try and move up from there. Um, but uh, we're also limited right now. Sportsters are the only thing that will fit in the van. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't make something that clears the roof, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's what we're riding. <laughs> if it fits, it rides. <laughs> now, so you guys are riding what? The 1200, right? Um, yep. Well, mine actually was uh, 883 up until the last round. Um, but BRL won in all my races before. Just a stock 883. Just uh, holding it wide open. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> and now we're running the Hammer 1250 kits, what they're at now. Yeah. Well, mine's blown up, but this is running. It, it ran it for a half a lap. Yeah. Yeah, I was seeing that in the last YouTube video, you, you know, you had some, we're having some engine problems and end up having to try to lower in. Didn't look like we quite got done in time. Yeah, we actually, uh, Greg, one of our fellow racers, um, he actually had a bottom end in his garage at the race. And I blew up my bike in qualifying and the top end was runnable just to make it through the race. So my tank went out. And so we had two hours to go. So we ended up going and getting the bottom end from him. And then my buddy Joe, he built the top end, pulled the top end off the engine that I had in the bike, put it on the other bottom end that we had. And then when it came down to, we didn't have enough time to swap it into the bike. But um, we got a whole other bottom end out of it. Yeah, we got a whole other bottom end. So the plan is to build all three motors the exact same so if one goes we can just swap in another yeah would be smart i mean i used to do you know i mean i was into hill climb and it is nice to have extra parts but i mean especially with you guys that's where you you're limited you know having an extra one that you could swap in would be huge yeah, yeah. so i'm looking the just you know not take it as a loss but take it as a you know the good behind it so it was definitely a learning experience on um what we needed and what tools and the tuck speed guys are great with um helping us with the tools that we didn't have to get the job done so those guys were a big help i think that would be the big part is trying to get you know mechanically they want to put it you know to be able to get it done within the time frames that you have is the other you know i mean bring your bikes yeah you can swap a motor say you know 
said, okay, you got an hour and a half, two hours. I mean, that's a, that's a huge difference from having, you know, be able to sit in your garage for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, we have no like mechanical training or anything. We just kind of tear it apart and hopefully we can figure out how to put it together. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes it works. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it doesn't. <laughs> So yeah. if you, if you lurking, you're talking about going to bagger class, what would you, what would you go to uh, a road glide street glide? Um, my goal would probably be like an M eight road King. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, go for the, go for broke. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that would be my goal. If I jumped up, uh, I currently have a twin cam road King and I love it. Um, but I think just cause everybody else is mostly on M eights. I'd mm -hmm. want up and be competitive with everyone else gotcha not that the twin camps can't hang um i'd say it's probably 50 50 in that class yeah but if i was going to go for it i'd probably try and uh find like a wrecked m8 or something off the auction and the go motor that route they seem a little bit easier to build and build power the m8s do mm -hmm. um, so i think that'd be the way to go for that okay now towards the road king just because you have one and familiarity with it or just because just uh what you like um i think with the road king just because uh there's less you know compared to like a road glide or a street glide you know have all the gauges and everything up in the fairing less electrical to deal with yeah um uh, less weight i would think anyway so it'd be easier to chop the harness just get rid of all the shit you don't need on the track okay no i'm just curious you know the road glides seem to be popular, whether it's because of the fairing that can also help cut wind, frame mount of fairing, you get less handlebar buffering. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just kind of curious what, you know, what was steering you towards, you know, going the road king route as opposed to, you know, the road glide where you got the frame mount of fairing and or the bat. He's yeah, just trying to tell you he, he feels left out because he's a road glide. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> just say it, Denver. Hey, man. Come out right. Hey. You're more than welcome. I love my shark nose. Come on now. <laughs> yeah tony uh tucker his bike is actually a road king um that they just put the outer shell of a road glide fairing on and frame mounts it he made up uh bent up some aluminum tubing and made a fairing mount for it so it's a frame mounted fairing that's on a what was it road king? yeah road king. oh nice yeah, yeah. So I think that's what uh well Brad Columbus owns Crash Inc. That's what his is. He's got a Road King and they put the uh he calls the Crash Shark Nose fairing on it. Oh, I mean, yeah. He ain't got any of the gauges, it's stripped down, no radio yeah. and you know, kind of the hooligan style in the way and built up, but that's what he's did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I uh that's what I like to run, but I don't know, I'll I'll probably keep racing the Sportster for a while. They're fun. <laughs> yeah, they're fun and uh, relatively inexpensive. Well, that and they're already paid for. So. Yeah. <laughs> inexpensive compared to like a bag. Paid for is good. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't like writing that check to Harley. Nope. nope. Yeah. His real. bike was totaled and mine was like from a crackhead that had baby mama problems. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My friend was like tacoed and I was like, I'll buy it. Oh. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, at the front end's top. Taco hard and hey, well, you know, get it, and I mean, you're gonna end up probably changing some of that stuff anyways. You know, upgrading the suspension, so 
Oh, yeah, I took you know, all. If you find all. something cheap and you're gonna strip it down anyways to go play on it, hey, that is a good start. Yeah, yeah, they have uh, four inches of lift on the front and then uh, two inches on the back, just to make up for the 17 inch wheels. No, I know my actually my dad came up with this. I was my dad earlier. What do you guys do for changing your gearing? So Lowbrow Custom sponsored us with their uh, chain kit and their uh, fender. So <laughs> their chain kit's stock gearing, but um, they do sell different sprockets. We just haven't gotten them yet. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we're doing for our gearing-wise. And I think their uh, their chain kit, the front sprocket, I believe is a PBI sprocket. Yeah. So you can get uh, PBI sprockets through like Western Power Sports um or uh tucker rocky i think which uh got to throw in the plug for tucker speed they sponsor us you can get all that stuff through them <laughs> very nice so were you were you were you guys able to find a decent amount of sponsors i imagine that's got to get expensive quick uh yeah we have some pretty good sponsors um tucker speed lowbrow customs burley brand burley brand galfer brakes uh, Carbon Smith, Carbon Smith. So okay. those guys all help us out. Um, Lowbrow hooked us up with the fenders, chain kits. Nice. Hooks us up with. Uh, they're our local shop, so we just go to them for every miscellaneous thing that we need. Yeah, every part. <laughs> he uh, he painted our bikes, and then Golfer hooks us up with brakes. So that uh, that definitely makes a big difference, man. So, Very nice. A lot of good things about Galfer. And there are a few other guys that are running them on theirs too. Yeah, um, I know there's some uh, there's some beef out there, but everybody <laughs> should know that Galford's best. Yeah, Galford. <laughs> <laughs> no questions about it. Oh, and then Cycle Gear is another one. Uh, forgot to mention. We just uh, we mostly get our gear from Cycle Gear and stuff like that. Yeah, gloves, helmets. So, so I think the big question is if you know if I hook up you guys with some V Twin Life decals, you know, we get them slapped somewhere on the bike, you know. Yeah, we can do that, man. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> but you got to cut the ten thousand dollar check. <laughs> Maybe that uh, M8 road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean NASCAR. If you want the front lid, you got to get like ten grand. So we might even put the front fender back on. <laughs> <laughs> we need more sticker space. Put the fender back on. Sponsors are coming in heavy. We need more room. <laughs> Yeah, we would. Uh, we want to find some tire sponsors eventually because uh, we like, go through them in forty-five minutes. You can go through a tire. Uh, yeah. forty-five minutes of track time, you can go through a rear tire. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah that's not cheap. Yeah. No, no. But luckily, we changed over the sport bike tires, so they're a little bit cheaper. So eventually, the wheel upgrades will pay for themselves. You look at it that way, but you know, it's still. 400 something dollars a set mm -hmm. two sets a weekend sometimes well that's like if you're pushing it really really hard all day you'll go through tire but if you're kind of just testing and tuning you can get maybe two weekends out of them so it really depends on how not hard racing just track it yeah now what's your go-to tire uh what do we man we've uh we tested like six different tires this year I can't remember what we're running. Uh, we're running the Power Cup Evos yeah, from Power Cup Evos. Michelin, right? Michelin. Yeah, yeah, Michelin Power Cup Evos. Is what we've been running for the season, racing-wise. You seem but, to like those ones better and the level up to want? 
Yeah, we uh, they grip really good, and they're st uh, they're still DOT rated, and so they're dual compound, so they're really sticky. Mm -hmm. So you can actually run them on the street; um, they'll do good on that or on the track. But you know, he started off with uh, Shinko seven seven sevens. They do not um, do good on the track. <laughs> I've done Commander twos, Commander threes, um, all sorts of stuff. You Just, ran a dragon at one point. Yeah, I ran a dragon. I can't remember who makes that. Maybe Pirelli or something. Yeah. The Commander 3s are supposed to be really nice tires. I mean, I'm not for, I assume, racing, but. I don't know, man. Uh, I thought it did okay, but once it heated up, it started sliding around. Okay. Um, I would stick. I run Commander 2s on my street bikes, um, which I'll probably just stick with. I don't I don't like how big the, the gaps are on the Commander 3s. Okay. Uh, just because I feel like I lose sidewall um, once you start leaning it over. I feel like there's... Whoa, whoa. What's this leaning over? I ride no man's bike. <laughs> Straight lines, man. You're fucking mint. You're yeah, all right. There you go. Uh, that's Tell me awesome. you're your gold, Ryan. Yeah. You know, I only lean over when it falls over. <laughs> Sometimes I get like that, too. Man. Oh, yeah. So you're running... You're running... Yeah, I wouldn't... I would... Yeah, that's going to be a different application because you're riding that thing hard to the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah, I didn't realize how far over we yeah. actually get until I get off the track and look at the melted tire on the inside of my fender and just look at the tire. It's kind of crazy. I never thought I'd be able to do that. The coolest thing is, like, you start out on your morning laps and you see where your uh, – they're called chicken strips on the tire, mm -hmm. you, right? And by the end of the day, it's almost all the way gone. It's just cool to see that progression mm -hmm. um, throughout the day. Now, are you dragging knees, I assume, at that point? Try uh, it. Depends on the track. Um, okay. I'm not the best rider. Um, but I, I honestly try to avoid dragging knee. I try to keep the bike as straight up as possible. Um, but we're to the point we are dragging knee on both sides. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter what track we go to, but some tracks you'll, you'll drag it more. Um, I tend not to get off the bike as much as other riders. Okay. Um, just because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. <laughs> don't have the skills. Seems yet. like good logic to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I have passed some riders. Uh, I feel like with the Harley world, some people try to focus too much on dragging knee because mm -hmm. they'll slow down to just drag knee if the photographer's there. But I'll pass them, not dragging my knee. You know what I mean? Because they're going so slow. Because they're going so slow. But yeah. it looks looks cool as hell. Oh yeah, for sponsors, you need to have the knee dragging pitch. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> and uh, do it for the gram. I have like one good one that I send to the sponsors. Like, yeah, I do this on every corner. <laughs> every <laughs> single one. But uh, HD vibes. Uh, I wish I could tell you what our top speed are on those bikes, but we don't have uh, speedos. So to respond to you, I wish I could tell you. But I know at uh, like Chuck Wall and stuff, we're hitting that bowl at over 120. And that's wild. It's oh. it's cool. It like sucks you to the bowl. You're just like stuck to it. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So, when's your guys' next event coming up? I mean, I know like earlier we were talking, you know, pre-broadcast where there's a lot of races still in California where you guys are in Utah. You're not going to start up as soon probably due to, you know, the weather you guys get there, but – you know, what's your guys' next planned attack to hit the track? Well, if I can get my motor together, right now it's all blown up. 
we would like to go back to uh, California and race the CRA series. Um, I think that starts up in February. Yeah, and it goes it goes almost all summer long, all winter and summer long though. And that's uh, Button Willow. Um, they do one other one too. I think Button Willow and like maybe Streets of Willow and another one I think is what that series is. So uh, best case scenario, uh, next month we'll be racing again if I can get the motor together. Very nice. Now, you know, I gotta say, you guys are always pushing for that Coors Light sponsor, but Jesus, I haven't seen one silver. Bullet. Oh, I got it right here. How do I get it in the camera? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta finish the rum and coke first. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I got you. Just check. You're gonna let him drink Coors Light on your program, Denver? <laughs> hey, it's Silver Bullet, and I'm over here enjoying. The I'm bored. I'm game. I just want to be their silver bullet. That's all. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just want a silver race suit. You know, yeah, silver race suit with the red lettering. <laughs> it wouldn't even matter if we went fast. We just look good. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we're doing. It's <laughs> just for the gram. So you go, you know, Drew. I got a good question. He, you know, any East Coast? Race? Do you guys know Bagger Racing League is getting hitting that side? You know, you guys have any dreams of um, so, trying to do a circuit? The next round for BRL, um, they've been keeping this under wraps. So I don't know if I should say that or not, but oh, fuck it, we'll say it. Um, so Vegas, they're talking about Vegas for the next Ooh. round, but it's not secured down. Uh, but the round after that is Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. So we're planning on racing that. And then after that is the Daytona race. So we're out in Florida in October, I think. Yep. So okay. we're planning on doing uh, all three of those. Or at least very nice. only two are the official ones. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised they wouldn't have a bigger racing league during Daytona Bike Week. Um, I've been to Daytona Bike Week, and I think it would be cool to have because uh, I went there and they had Supercross during the same week. Um, but I, I don't know if it is during the same week or not, but it would be cool if they did. I don't know if Supercross has it scheduled or not, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't know I think why. Supercross is like the same week, isn't it, or – Okay. It has been for a long time, but you know, huge event. You know, with I mean, Daytona Bike Week's been a staple within the motorcycle industry. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, with with the the high racing league of what it's doing in the whole industry and the hype is bringing up everything. Why not bring that to Daytona also? What they're struggling with right now is scheduling. Um, so the creator of BRL was actually King of the Baggers. Um, he created King of the Baggers, too. He approached AMA about the idea. And they're like, hell yeah, that's a good idea. And then they cut him out. So that's why there's two series. Instead of one series with everyone together. And AMA will not let us ride a track for the BRL before King of the Baggers gets to have their say in it. So we pretty much have to go with what King of the Baggers and AMA says that we can do uh, because they're part of AMA. And AMA, mm-hmm. you know, they run the show for all motorcycle racing pretty much. Hmm. Interesting. So, they're, they have to find tracks that, number one, AMA will let us ride, and then number two, that we won't blow up our bikes on the front straights. Yeah, they don't want us to go on like a mile-long front straight because they'll have so many – Harley's blown up down that. 
like our home track is actually uh it's a super long front straight it's a mile <laughs> it's a mile long front straight um but for our like our local races they cut it in half but on big races what the sport bikes will run it one whole track but when we race brl1 they cut it in half so uh they didn't have to worry about people blowing up the bikes on the street mile wide open you know that's a that's a what's that sorry i said you know going a mile wide open you know that's a good distance and uh really going to test the engine oh, yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, we're normally third or fourth gear on the limiter well beforehand we raised our limiters now uh but yeah it's a rush once you get going that fast and well, normally a, at the end of a straight it's on a, a 90 track, degree corner it's a 90 degree turn like Ooh. They hit it like 20 miles an hour. Yeah, and you're doing over 100, and then you got to slow down to like 20, maybe 30. So it's to fun to see, like, who's going to make it? <laughs> who's going to break through? <laughs> who's going to break through? It's like playing chicken the whole time. Yeah, like, am I going to hit the barrier or am I going to live the day? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Galfer, for good breaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always. That's funny. Yeah. It's like even when I had a single disc on, I was still running the Galf rotor, and even with a single disc, it was stopping. It was uh, sketchy, but it would do it. But uh, the dual disc is definitely the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't show up on a single disc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dual disc definitely more braking. The better you are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. do you again? This may be a stupid question, but are you running street fuel or are you running racing fuel? Um. Right now we're running 91. Okay. But um, we need pump gas. Yeah, we're uh, considering running like a 50-50 mix of race gas. We got to check our plugs. Um, we w would like to run just 91, but uh, I think we're almost to the point where we need to start running race gas as long as we aren't uh, pre-detonating. Okay. You know, now, is there an octane limit for your class? Um, I don't believe oh, question. I don't believe so. And if there is, uh, I didn't read the rules very well. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, I just asked that. Like when I used to uh, run hill climbs, we'd say take a you know a five gallon can. I would run two gallon gas, about one ten. I would dump a gallon of jet fuel in there, but then I'd run like RC fuel because it's the RC percent nitro. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we're limited on. <laughs> Just because I guess technically we could run a turbo in our class as long as we don't exceed uh, twelve fifty cc's. Oh, that'd be interesting. A twelve. Oh, a turbo sportster. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, the turbo bagger actually won the last round. Yeah, out the trash Sonoma, The trash bagger, and that was that was cool. Really sweet. Yeah. Wasn't it Shane Barbo was riding that? I think so. Yeah. Oh, it's very cool. Yeah. I would uh I'd love to ride something like that. Oh yeah, that'd be so <laughs> fun to ride. But uh, you, what, you show up on a sportser with a turbo, oh man, you would bring some attention to yourself. Oh, oh yeah. that would be awesome. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what, like if you're running a sportster or something, the twelve fifty kit uh from Hammer. And uh, we're running fueling 505s. That's all that's done to our bikes, and they scream. Oh, yeah, it's insane, like, how much those cans pull uh, versus over a stock motor. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's uh, that and uh, what are we, Twin Tech? Yeah. Twin Tech Ignitions. 
Um, but other than that, they're all stock and it, it woke those bikes up. It'll walk my, uh, it'll walk my bagger and my Dyna. No problem. Nice. What bagger do you have? Uh, I got a 06, uh, road King and then I got a 2000 Dyna. Oh, very nice. Yep. So they're both, uh, twin cams. The Dyna is an 88 and the road King is a 103. Oh, so you upgraded the Road King a little bit then. Yeah, yeah, the Road King, it's been a fun project. Uh, I've been working on that for about two years. Uh, it'd be further along if I didn't start racing. But uh, <laughs> actually, I got that bike for like 50 bucks. And uh, Holy smokes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I bought a boat off the auction and then uh, traded my buddy the boat for the bike. And the bike didn't have a motor, so I, I sold a bunch of stuff and bought a new crate motor for it and I got a Screaming Eagle 103, so it comes with heads. Um, something else, I can't remember. The, up, uh, the updated uh, crank bearing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So crank bearings on the 06s go out, so it has a newer style crank bearing. And Screaming Eagle heads. And I think SNS 551 cams is what I went with. Yeah. And a Fab 28 exhaust and a Big Sucker intake. And man, that's a good setup just for cruising, man. It, uh, it's kind of has a lag on the bottom end, but it pulls in the mid range, which is fun. It's a, uh, that's where mine does too. I got a 04 road glide. Okay. Up to a 95. I got the 252 gear driven cams in it. You know, the tune intake, I think got the tunable hook fossils and it, it pulls great through the mid range. I mean, it, I can't complain. I mean, you know, you see guys, you know, the 107s, 114s, 121s, but you know, for me, 95, but it, it runs great. Even my wife wants to go with me. Dude, even two up is still great. I'm at a 4,000 on it. And Hell yeah. I love the shit I ride it. And, you know, it. you keep up on the main and they're great. Oh, I love it, man. It's a, It's been a great bike. I've only been riding it for a couple months, but I've already put like 10,000 miles on it. So uh, nice. from a girlfriend on the back and I took a trunk off my dad's old ultra classic, put it on a quick release bracket. So throw all the stuff on the back of it, throw the girlfriend mm-hmm. on it. And, you know, I do like, well, yeah, you know, hopefully no cops are watching, but I do a hundred, 110 miles everywhere. But you're in Mexico, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mexico. Take the girlfriend to Mexico. I understand. <laughs> but you know it handles good it runs good and it's just uh it's a fun bike it's my favorite bike for sure yeah i think it's funny that there's a there's this big push for power and and you know they keep coming out with these bigger and bigger engines and i have a 103 that's stock and i run two up all the time and i'm like i don't know yeah more power would be cool but do i need it yeah you know know, my part is when you press a button on the bike and it fucking starts, I hate, I yeah. hate working on yeah. a bike. I want to go ride it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and see, that's a big thing I, you know I, that I always look at and talk to a lot of people. I mean, race hey, power, but in the where's your longevity? What is going to be the longevity of that motor? And you give it just a, a couple upgrades, you know, ponies. Enjoy it. Yeah. You see, it's some of these guys, these new riders. Oh, I'm going to go buy me a, you know, a 131. I'm going to go get a CVO. But, you know, some people that I've talked to, I mean, not all of them, but I've talked to guys that are new triples and they go dive in 
the big head, but they're not familiar with riding whatsoever. And I'm like, man, that could end up in a, a bad combination. Yeah. You know, get familiar, get comfortable with something and say, hey, you know, okay, this is well within my, you know, maybe I can go a little bit farther and start upgrading. But, you know, at least get familiar and comfortable with riding, whether, you know, a guy is new to a bagger, you know, you're moving up from, you know, a smaller displacement, you know, not, not just a bagger, but you got more weight get platform and then figure out, okay, I can then go that route. Yeah. Um, I think if, uh, you know, anyone's starting out in this, they should uh, start out with uh, suspension and brakes and uh, then pass that, focus on your riding skills. Because out on the track, get these dudes that have 1,000 CC sport bikes and, you know, we'll lap them. You know what I mean? Just, I don't know. That was on my stock 883. Like so, they're fast in the straights, but they uh, they don't have the skills that they need to make through the corners. So, so. If you just focus on your skills, suspension and braking, uh, that will win over power all the time. And I'm sorry if you said this before. Did you upgrade your suspension? Uh, yes. Yeah. We're okay. running uh, Racing Bro 14 and a half in the rear, and then Patriot plus two springs, and then plus two tubes with the Zach Nation drop trees up front. Okay. So, and that's actually a pretty affordable setup. I'm running that on all three of my bikes. Um, I think it's the best suspension uh, bang for the buck. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody wants to sponsor me. We'll take all the suspension we can do. <laughs> <laughs> We have room for a sticker. Yeah, <laughs> we have room for a sticker. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's what I'm Thanks. running on all my bikes. Um, and I think it's a good setup. Those racing bros, you can control the rebound. Compression and compression mm -hmm. on them, and then the front end is all uh preload and just dropping springs, man. Just you know, it takes a night to do, and uh, relatively simple, just simple suspension. Eventually, we'd like to go a little bit fancier, but right now it's doing the job, so I don't see a problem with it. The rebound adjustment is huge, even on the touring bike. I was surprised how much difference that makes, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it makes a huge. Huge difference. Because my my wife has back issues, and we were playing with the rebound and the preload, and she kept complaining. She's like, oh, but it's so soft. I'm like, yeah, but that's what's killing you because you're going yeah. down and coming up. I was mm -hmm. like, if you come up quick, it's a lot easier. Yeah. But it's nice having that versatility. And it's nice on the track because each track is different. Like Sonoma, yeah. I felt like people drove over it with chains. It was so bumpy, so we had to slow everything down a little bit so it wasn't just – so uh, so reactive. Mm -hmm. Dude, I totally understand that with here right now with the compact license for people driving chains. God, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like it's like riding whoops on a dirt bike. <laughs> yeah, but they're like so small. It's just annoying. <laughs> we have uh, we have a lot of roads in Jersey here that have that that concrete road where they they have the cuts in them. Oh, and yeah. it's just that constant. Dup, 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 dup. Mm -hmm. It's like oh my god. <laughs> Crank up the music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crank up my back is more like it. I'm too old for that shit. Oh, we got that in Eastern Washington. It was last summer we were going for a trip and had my the family motor. You're hitting all those bumps and all the dishes rattling and oh, it drive you absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. That's the worst, man. Yeah. So, so what's your guys' plans next? Next. That was my question. You took my question. That's all I, I know. Um, I'm hoping that I can uh, 
get the motors torn apart, the two of them. I'm going to try and go through both of them. Um, I got some cylinders and pistons on the way. I got to order some cams, and this will be my first time splitting cases. So, um, yeah, hopefully that goes well. Uh, with the bit twin, I probably want to be as concerned because it's separate from the transmission, but on sports equipment, like things together, I'm a little more worried. Uh, but I hope I get those uh, two motors dialed and set up. And I'm going to try and get uh, 1,200 heads. Right now, I just have 883 heads. Um, so if I can make all three motors the same, that way they can swap in and out of each bike. Uh, just in case anything happens, that's uh, that's my goal right now, and then start racing again. We're working on getting some uh, new controls right now. Uh, try out some uh, different controls than what we have, and hopefully those are going to work out good. Yeah, um, we're thinking about changing up our seat positions. I don't know if you guys seen uh, Steve Chamberlain's bike. He did that like little subframe on his seat. Thinking about doing something like that, get me raised up in the seat a little bit more, so it's easy to transition from side to side of the bike. Mm -hmm. And we're considering running uh, rear sets as well. So my do you try to position your guys itself more, you know, middle of the bike to know better geometry with the comes of cornering and handling? Because I know, uh, like, say, police bikes, they they move themselves forward to get the more yeah. middle position for handling. You're definitely out on the track. You're definitely, I always like to think, um, I put my chin to the handlebar. So whenever I, I move, chin to the handlebar, move, chin to the handlebar, and then just throw my body off which way. And a lot of the times, like through the S's or something like that, um, you're on the front. Tight back to back, you won't even touch a seat. You'll go from one side of the bike hanging off to the other side of the bike hanging off without even touching the seat. It'd be like a kind of like a squat the whole time. Yeah, I think the raised up seat would be easier to slide back and forth across it. Okay. Well, the rear sets just to get your knee down in a little bit better position, uh, a little better geometry on the bike. Oh, so six hundred two has a good question. Do you guys have any sponsorship lined up or anything in the pipeline we should know about, or Is that um, top secret, I suppose, but. Right now, just all of our current sponsors. Besides the V-Twin podcast, which is committed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as of right now, uh, just all of our current sponsors. Um, we might be chasing down a couple more, maybe nice. some tires or something for some rear sets. Um, but right now, our sponsors are kind of getting us through. Um, I'd like to go after something for suspension, maybe. Um maybe a seat or something yeah that and gear yeah gear uh, sponsor oh, yeah. yeah or uh yeah, alpine stars race, <laughs> race speed sponsor would be dope yeah because like just from my high side i owe 10 grand after insurance I was on the hospital for a couple hours so that uh that was a case oh. <laughs> yeah wow yeah, yeah sorry to hear that if uh, Tooele, <laughs> Tooele Medical Valley uh, Hospital wants to sponsor us, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be the best sponsor ever, Ship. We just landed a deal with an ER. <laughs> Not saying we, we're bad racers, but... <laughs> yeah, at that point, you wouldn't worry about Rick. You'd be like, all right. Yeah, you'd be like, all right. 
I'm at another track, just life flight into that hospital. There you go. Life flight is fine. Tell him you'll tag him in the gram post in the ER. Click. Yeah. Check oh, out that's funny. <laughs> Did, Where are we going? Uh, we got to go here. That's my spawn. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my oh, I never thought about that. That'd be actually pretty funny. What <laughs> hospital do you want to go to? We have to go to my sponsored hospital. Link in description. <laughs> Yeah, my friend, she's actually here. We're going to have dinner later tonight. But uh, one time she gave me a staple gun. Uh, I think it was for Christmas or for my birthday, just because I have a tendency to, you know, yeah, fuck her. myself up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we have a suture kit and a staple gun. So we should be pretty good. It always seems to be like 10 grand for my number. I, I stuck an axe in my leg after too many margaritas. And that was 10 grand, you know. So. Oh. Yeah, that really sucked. <laughs> was this axe throwing or was this just random no, playing with an axe? Me. I said, hopefully I don't hit my leg. And then I stuck it right in my leg. Oh. <laughs> when uh, when COVID first started, I was cutting a tree out in the backyard. And, well, it's, it's pretty much gone now, but I took a Sawzall right to the palm. Oh. And my wife's like, I've never been more pissed at you. She's like, I realize it's an accident, but now it's a pandemic. You want me to take you to the ER? I'm like, we're not going to the ER. I'll bleed out before we go to the ER. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, when I pass out, then you can call 911. Until then, now nah, I'm fine. Yeah, that sucks, man. I bought that place like the plague. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, unless you get one of these scars, it goes all the way across. Oh. Yeah. I well, can't. I can't top that story. Sorry. Yeah. Well, by the way, if you guys follow Seth Enslow, I had it first. Oh yeah, <laughs> Seth Enslow. He's a madman. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> that used to be one of my favorite series. I mean, the old Crusty Demons of Dirt. Oh yeah. Best. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Uh, a lot of that was filmed in Utah. Played a lot of Utah boys. Yeah. Well, they used to come here a lot, anyways. Down south. Now, where in Utah are you? Uh, Ogden. Okay, I was in uh, I was in Salt Lake City for a while for work. It's beautiful out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's nice, man. We got unfortunately, I you know I flew in and flew out, so I always joke. It's like, oh, I've been to an industrial park in every state, but you know, <laughs> it, um, it it's beautiful country though. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we got a lot of canyons we can run. And oh, it's so fun. That's a uh, that's where we started riding. So we don't really have. Well, actually, we don't have any training at all. It's just from riding mountain roads. That's awesome. Now, do you do have any ADV bike experience, or uh, we ride dirt bikes a lot? Okay. Um, and uh, on our trips, we'll take the dinas off road. Mm -hmm. You know, we've taken them in the sand dunes. I uh, so respect that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that goes, you know what? I'm going to take this off road. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we uh, you know, we've taken them through mud. Um, ATV trails, just snowstorm and, and uh, snow, Yellowstone. Wherever they got to go, we make them go. <laughs> we were, uh, so we live out by the Pine Barrens in Jersey, and we were going down some road, and the road just cut to sand at the end of the road with no warning. I was like, you know what? This is not how I wanted to die. <laughs> My wife's on the back, like, what just happened? I'm like, we lost the road. That's what just happened. <laughs> Like, it's fine. I'll find the road in a minute. It'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, at least the sand will be softer when you roll, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, it's oh, not any awesome. right foot. You're just fine. Just more right foot, right foot. <laughs> Hold the wide open and lean back. Yep. 
our first time the Sturges, uh, or maybe it was the second time, we actually rode like 50 miles of back road, just dirt road. Yeah. The road was oh, awesome. kind of closed, so we had to ride, and it was it rained the night before, so it was like mud, just for like 50 miles. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's our, at least mine, that's my favorite kind of riding is just out on the trips. Uh, the track is fun, but it, it's just fun when you're going out somewhere new and uh, shredding some uh, new roads, man. That's always a blast. That's you, awesome. In the, you know, the unfamiliar territory and, you know, whether, you know, things go south or whatnot, it's just fun to, you know, afterwards you can look back and look at that and say, holy crap, you know, we just did that. And whether, you know, you're, like I said, you're riding through mud because you had to take a detour or, mm -hmm. or something breaks. I mean, at that moment it might suck, but first done, laugh at it. And it's all part of the adventure. Oh, yeah. And that's, uh, we try not to plan too much to do on our trips. Uh, actually, when everything shut down with COVID, uh, we pretty much flipped a coin. Are we going to Oregon or are we going to New Mexico? And we what? ended up going. Uh, Carlsbad, New Mexico. Yeah, Carlsbad, New Mexico, which is like almost Texas. So Yeah, it's nice. 10 miles from El Paso. So we rode, we rode around when the country was shut down and didn't really have a plan. Just found random places to sleep on the side of the road and, you know, cook spam. <laughs> you so happy about the spam too. Yeah, yeah. Spam. I don't know if everybody knows this, but spam is the ultimate road trip meal because you don't have to refrigerate it, and it's it's probably meat, at least a little bit of it. I mean, it's probably not going to taste any different if it goes bad. So yeah, yeah. You fry a little bit, you know, and you're good to go. Yeah, it's amazing how many. It's yeah. amazing how many people took that opportunity to explore. We took a a 13 day road trip in September of last year. We went to Niagara Falls. We were walking down the middle of the street. There was no one in the roads. That's it was wild. crazy. It, it's so surreal. And I'm, that's great that you guys had that opportunity. Yeah. I feel like the motorcycle community definitely benefited from all that. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Oh, yeah. You're doing 110 and there's not a cop in, in, in sight. You're like, it's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I you get know, sore. I can go everywhere. So my fast. commute to work was like cutting to a quarter. Yeah, <laughs> as fast well, as I had a good friend that you know him and his daughter went on a bike ride. They went through downtown Seattle, and like not a car, no nothing. He texted me like, "Dude, I was just over here going through Seattle." He goes, and it's like a ghost town. He goes, "It's absolutely insane." Yeah, it was wild. crazy. Did you see the pictures of New York City, like in Times Square, that the people had like the first or second day? There's just nobody out. It's crazy to think that that could happen. See, and I should have yeah. gone there then because I don't like people. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought after the fact. I'm like, that would have been the best video, just <laughs> riding around New York with nobody around me. Be like, it's great. Yeah, I had a stoplight. It was great. Oh yeah, you can actually get somewhere in a decent, timely manner. Yeah, absolutely. No, I want to try a hot dog when I go there. Oh, in New York? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sabrett's Hot Dogs. Dog. If mm -hmm. you can get a, if you can get Sabrett's out there, they're pretty big in New York. Okay. They're fantastic hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Brian would know since he's pretty much lives right over there. Well, that and I work for the food company that reps Sabrett. But, you know, no product placement there. <laughs> Insert hot dog here for the thumbnail. Epic. <laughs> oh. No, but they do. They actually do really make good hot dogs. My um, my son lives in northern Jersey, and he always jokes with me. He's like, Daddy, New York has the best hot dogs. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're buying off some street vendor that may or may not be practicing food safety, but sure. He might sure it tastes great. You never know. It might taste better. 
Hey, come on, just all you gotta do is throw some ketchup on it. Tastes great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gotta go take a piss. Sorry, guys. I can't hold it. Carson, you got it. Oh, laugh break. This is, this is like being in a meeting. We're gonna take a laboratory break for five minutes. Oh, Everyone need to go. Okay, you got five minutes. Oh, and he broke the seal. Oh yeah. See, I'm still working through my Mad Elf, Denver. You should be proud. Ever had I'm this? Like, uh, no. Or is this an East, like, This might be an East Coast thing, actually. Probably. I'm already, you know, like six deep. <laughs> yeah, I can't hang with you. Hey, don't worry. When you come over to visit, I'll. I'll oh, I can't wait, dude. I've always wanted to see. C no, I can't say it. Yeah, that's right. I don't live in Seattle, you <laughs> bitch. See, but so he, likes always give me shit that I live in Seattle. And I'm like two and a half hours away from Seattle. He FaceTimes me the other night. My wife's watching the FaceTime because he's showing us all the snow. She's like, where is that? I'm like, he's in Seattle. He flips out. I'm like, just going to mute him for a second. You pretend you can't hear him. Uh, awesome. Uh oh, 602 North is asking what you're drinking, Denver. Uh, this would be, well, let me get this way, Rainier. It's a Northwest staple. Classic Northwest beer. A cla What does a classic Northwest beer taste like? In a bottle, it tastes like heaven. Okay. Good answer. That's right. If you drink this in the can, not so much. You find it in the bottle, it's delicious. How about on tap? It's It's good. Okay. I, honestly, I don't know what it is. You find it in the bottle, and it's the taste is totally different whether you get it on tap or in a can. It's just crazy. Yeah, Mad Elf on uh, tap's really good. One that I like on tap would actually be over here that you find a lot in the northwest area would be Elysian Space Dust. That stuff's pretty good. About, uh, what is it, Space Dust, like 8%. Okay. Tasty. I think this is like 9,000% or something. Sorry about that. Oh. I notice how he goes to the bathroom and then cracks another beer open. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. Oh, I Man that. after my own heart. I see that. Of course oh, of course. Hey, the mountains are blue. <laughs> yeah, the mountains are blue, so it's perfect temperature. Yes, it is. And that's why you can't go with anything uh, else. You know, it's just superior quality. <laughs> they put all that time into temperature control. How bad can the beer be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I have to ask, you've got a Dixon flannel on. So how many of those do you have? Oh, uh, man. Actually, I quit buying them uh, a while back. I think I have like <laughs> seven or eight. And then I realized that they're just a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I, bought, I, I bought one of the Harley Davidson ones that has the snaps in it. It's like a riding jacket. And I was like, this is a bad mistake because now I want them all. Like, it's so comfortable. <laughs> they're addicting. I actually had to quit following them so i've quit spending money <laughs> i just wait till he buys me them yeah, yeah. <laughs> they make a good present so. yeah i was gonna say there you go so i don't know i love everyone them. i know that has them says that they're like oh i've got nine thousand of these i'm like yeah i've never heard of anybody that has one i'm afraid to buy one i do i have one no you don't yes i do do you i have one okay the orange and black one well, that's what he's got. No, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have that one yep. too. I like riding. What do I own? Uh, they're nice riding, but I'm just afraid to 
to wreck in them. You know what I mean? Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, I only like to look bagger, bro. I don't want to crash bagger, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I want to crash with like full leathers on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was definitely a definitely an eye opener after I wrecked a few times. Mm. Like, and that was with leather, you know. And I went through that, so try to. I definitely ride more cautious on the street since we've been on the track. Now, do you think that that's saying, made you... You, know, you dress for the slide, not the ride? Yeah, 100%. Everybody's like, oh, but it looks so cool. Like, yeah, until you, like, shred your gear when you go down. Until yeah. you have no arms afterwards. Yeah, and it's funny. Until, yeah. I owned a, until I owned a Harley, I never owned leather gear before. And then I bought a leather jacket, and I'm like, oh, this is why people ride with leather and chaps. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. A, it's comfortable as hell, and it's durable as hell. Well, you didn't need it on a Bergman's scooter. Oh, so you're you're breaking up. I can't hear you. What? <laughs> oh, that 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 was yeah yeah. I went a little deep. Sorry, buddy. Wow, you just called yeah. me out in front of guys that are professional racers that I started on a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> they consider it a maxi scooter. Insert insert any joke you want there, but I'm just saying it wasn't like a 250. It was a 400. I mean, you know. I'll tell you what my favorite scooter is is a Yamaha. Uh, I think it's. Zuma. Zuma. Yes. Get it. Dude. Yeah. Uh, version. Because you can like <laughs> you can pour polish, do some head work, and uh put a pipe on them and they rip. Oh yeah, they're fast. Yeah. My wife has a, a Palagio two fifty or however you say it that somebody gave her. And unfortunately it's like rotting away in our backyard. But that thing was so much fun to ride because you could like do a U turn in a in a parking space. Like this <laughs> is the best thing ever. They're underrated. I oh, they are. On the track and a chopper. The only thing that I didn't like with it, because it's funny, we were looking at, we saw a Bergman 650 at one of the dealers we were looking at this weekend. You can't need a tank because there's no tank. That's the only thing I hated about it was you felt like you were just kind of dangling in the wind. <laughs> but they are fun. That's oh, why yeah. you got to put the uh, the basket like full of apples and stuff in the vacant space. Put my dog in the center. Here you yeah. go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Denver, buy a scooter. Be like the cool kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, I was up at up here. We had the oyster run. It was probably one of the biggest, you know, more southwest. And I ran to this guy. He actually lived here in Port Angeles, where I live. And I saw him up there. I mean, I mean, literally, the stuff seventies, early eighties, leather jacket. The, you know, chaff. And you would have thought that, you know, the dude should have been riding a shovel head. And I turn around and see him, and he hops on a little 250 scooter because I actually caught him on the ferry. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full brother. leathers and, and also on a scooter. I'm like, oh, dear God. <laughs> well, it's funny. My, my dad, of all people, said to me, I don't understand why you're wearing full gear on a scooter. I'm like, is 55 miles an hour on a scooter different than 55 miles an hour on a bike? Got I'm quite sure I understand that. This well, is true. But then again, like you always see the dudes in like flip-flops on scooters. Yeah. Like, hmm. I see people in flip-flops and Harleys in New Jersey. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing. I mean sometimes I'm yeah like, hmm. denver wears crocs when he rides his heart no <laughs> it, it's boots all the way i mean we'll drive i won't even ride in shorts it's not my thing i always go you know have at least my jeans on my boots i mean i will ride you know a t-shirt and my vest but when it comes to you know legs and feet whatnot no dude they're fully covered it's just 
know, I grew up on motorcycles. It's just one of those things for me that I won't ride in, in shoes and tennis shoes. No way. Uh, that's just me. And everybody has their thing. And Hey, that's cool. If you you like don't ride it, with chaps cool. and new jeans. No. <laughs> chaps, no underwear. Just yeah, assless chaps. just assless chaps, baby. That's how I roll. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and the well, I figure the, the guy that pulls me over—that's his problem. Sexual. Oh, the best YouTube video ever. I don't know why you're pulling me over. <laughs> Check out this snake. <laughs> <laughs> no, as as far as gear goes, um, it uh. It amazed me uh, what you can actually go through. Um, I high sided at the beginning of the year, and I went right through my suit. Um, I think a part of that was just I was stuck underneath the bike, so I got extra weight, and uh, it went right through my suit. So that was a real eye opener because before then, I feel like I'm still not riding as fast. But before then, I was I was going pretty fast on the track. And then uh, I had a real uh, eye opener once I, I wrecked really good, and you know, fortunately I, I didn't break any bones or anything, uh, but just uh, got some pretty good road rash. Oh, I bet. So, well, shit, man. You know, th thanks for uh, you know coming on. I know actually we tried hooking up months and months ago, and I was having you know audio issues or whatever it was, but uh, it's I been wasn't fun available. to finally you know. Hook up again and whatnot, and you'll be fun to kind of follow your guys. And, you know, get you guys back on here and watch your progression as you guys go through the old bigger racing league. Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome to follow up again. Yeah. Uh, we'll have some more news to share. Hopefully, hopefully good. Hopefully, we're on the podium. Oh yeah, hopefully a couple trophies we can show off. You know, we'll see. <laughs> um, but if I Heck could, yeah, I mean, you know, stuff progress, you guys. You guys want to share? Hey, hit me up, man. I love to have you guys back on. It's been a lot of fun and. You know, we all share a lot of that common interest and whatnot. Yeah. One thing I wanted well, I to ask before I forgot, <laughs> somebody just crashed the background. That was pretty funny. Um, so where can people, can people watch the races online? Is there any way to see race? Uh, so the best thing is um, I'm obviously going to throw out our YouTube. So it's Coford Racing Team. Okay. YouTube, and we share all of our content on there. Hang on. Let me find it and throw. do me a favor. Throw it up in the chat if you can, or I'll find it. Uh, thanks on. to 602 North for following. Uh, follow you back here in a minute. Yeah. Thank you, everybody that tuned in. Um, check out our uh, YouTube, Coford Racing Team, K-O-F-F-O-R-D. Hang on. I'm finding it. All right. All right. Good. And then our Instagrams are uh, Braindead Coford and Carson Coford. And... Um, all the BRL races will be on, uh, what is it, Fight TV? Yeah, F-I-T-E TV. Yep, and uh, hopefully they get better coverage the next couple races. But um, all of our local races, CBMA, CRA, USBA, we'll be doing all that all of our, on our YouTube, uh, cover all that content. Yeah, so, and we'll uh, link everybody's channel, your guys' channel in the chat, and also like when – this will come out on iTunes and, you know, Spotify, Google, everywhere else on Wednesday. And I will put links to your guys' Instagram, your guys' YouTube channel. will all be down in the uh, in the podcast description and, you know, get you guys some more followers. And, you know, we can oh, all yeah. watch you guys. We appreciate it. Start dominating. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, this has been uh, fun. Thank you, guys. We never thought, uh, 
you know, we'd be doing anything like this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when we started this, we had like 20 followers and, you know, a clock orchard. Yeah, we still have clock <laughs> we, got, we got more than 20 followers now. <laughs> nice. Hey, thank you. know, thanks guys for coming on. Hey, Brian, hey, thanks for tuning in. Also, you know, piping a question. That's been it's a lot of fun doing this stuff. Absolutely. Right? I love to hang with my brother. Right on, guys. Hey, well, uh, ride safe and have fun, man. We'll, we'll catch you guys later. Yeah, thank you guys. See you later. Right. later.